This is the Mississippi Company Great Officer Podcast with your host, Captain Ian Scribellis. Happy Friday, everybody, and a very special happy Maroon Friday to all my Mississippi State fans out there. This is a very special episode because we have our very first guest. It is the one and only Captain Tim Bailey, or as I like to call him, TB39. Um, so just, just a little brief history about Tim Bailey. He is a captain in the Mississippi Army National Guard. Um, he is now the Battalion S4 for the 2nd 114th Field Artillery Regiment. Um, he and I were commanders together. We were lieutenants together, and I've pretty much been riding his coattails ever since we met. But, uh, man, with all that being said, uh, Tim, welcome to the show. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Thank you. Thank you, Ian. Glad to be on your show today. Um, just to let you all know a little bit about myself, I've been in the Mississippi Army National Guard for 17 years, and I've been an officer for seven of those years uh, thus far. I'm married with four ch- children, and um, as Ian said, I play football at Mississippi State University, and it's a fact, I was on the last team to beat Alabama. It's kind of sad now, but, but it's true. Um, but nevertheless, there's just a little side note. Glad to be on the show today, and um, I'm, I'm looking to, you know, put in a lot of good uh, input, feedback, and and then we'll go from there. All right. So with all that being said, um, let's let's go ahead and dive off into week week three's discussion topic, which was what is the best way to increase overall physical fitness and wellness how to accomplish with and without a gym membership. So in this episode, uh, we're going to discuss the difference uh, first between fitness and wellness, and then setting goals, finding what motivates you, excuses, how to work out with and without a gym membership. We're also going to talk about the upcoming Army Combat Fitness Test, and then uh, the most important thing, uh, nutrition. So let's go ahead and dive off into the episode. So first, let's talk about the difference uh, between fitness and wellness. Uh, Wellness and physical fitness are related, but they are certainly different. So the word fitness means the ability to perform physical activities. This includes discussions on the strengths of your muscles, joints, and ligaments, the state of your endurance, and the power in which your body is capable of moving. This does not mean health. Wellness, in essence, covers all areas of health mental health, emotional health, physical health, spiritual health, social health, relationship health, and so on. Basically, these are all different components in a person's life that can affect the overall well-being. So, Tim, uh, tell us a little bit about physical fitness and wellness. Yeah, so in my point of view, physical fitness um, is a goal that we all desire. Uh, Some achieve it, and... You know, it evokes images of running, lifting, cycling, uh, so on and so forth. Um, but there are still numerous dimensions to our well-being that go beyond the physical fitness and our physical bodies, like Captain Scribellus was saying. So that's where the wellness comes in. And don't get me wrong, while fitness is definitely a key, key component uh, to wellness, uh, wellness lifestyle entails more than sprints, weights, six-packs, uh, whatever the case may be. No, you you really want to try to find that center balance in your life. And, uh, again, emotional well-being uh, is definitely critical um, to your overall well-being. And 
as we train our bodies and build our physical selves, taking care of our emotions on that next step to achieving our over, overall wellness uh, is definitely going to give us a leg up. You know, as we try to find our way, as we try to find our, as we try to find ourselves as we move through our life. Yeah. So, I mean, this is why wellness, you know, not just fitness is so important. Again, wellness is the state of health, state of balance, if you will, and in, in, in not just your physical body, but also your energy body, your, your spirit, your mind, the way you think, you know, how it affects your life and your emotions, uh, the way you understand them, feel them and use them as a guide. So essentially, wellness covers the overall well-being or health of being from your mind, uh, body to spirit. And this makes fitness only a component of wellness. It is only a part of the whole. So now let's move on to setting goals and finding what motivates you. So Tim, what, what motivates you? Well, as we get older, you know, our minds grow and, and they change. So, you know, when I was 19, 20 years old, um, graduating college was my motivation. You know, as I got into my mid-20s, my... My motivation started to change as I started to have a family, so my family started to become more important. Now I'm in my mid-30s. Uh, my motivation has changed again as I try to uh, incorporate myself more into the community, uh, advance in my military career, and, and do more outside of uh, the military. Um, I try to find those things uh, to give me more motivation and to ensure that I'm leaving a, a good legacy behind now for my children and my children's children so that um, we're setting a good baseline. Um, not saying that I didn't have a good baseline prior to, but, but we all want to try to strive and get better. And, th and that's my main motivation you know, at this point, to ensure that I'm leaving a good baseline um, for my kids so that they wouldn't have to go through the same struggles that I did coming out of high school, starting college, so on and so forth. And, and then I'm sure, you know, when I get to my mid-40s, you know, I'll have another motivation and, and that'll change. So uh, just being able to continue, continue to evolve, you know, in life and in all aspects and, and never get complacent. So as long as you never get complacent, you know, you, you're always going to have motivations, um, whatever that chip is on your shoulder, um, whatever it is that gets you out of bed in the morning. And... Now, whatever just motivates you to do a good job, what motivates you to do uh, hard work, what, what motivates you to come to work every day? Now, these are questions that you have to ask yourself on a consistent basis and, and, and then, you know, be truthful with yourself and, and then keep yourself accountable so that you can excel and, and accomplish the things that you want to accomplish throughout life. Yeah, so, I mean, man, I, I couldn't agree more. Um, I, I could not agree more uh, with you. So, yeah, once once you find out what motivates you, that will then in turn help you set your goals. But, we and, and look, we've all heard it. We've all heard it, but it, it, it's true. You have to have discipline. Without discipline, <laughs> let's just be honest, you're never going to fucking achieve your goals. You will not achieve your goals unless you have discipline. Discipline is stick to it. It, it, is that, it is the one thing that is gonna help you stay on the path of righteousness. So 
And, and you're going to hear a lot throughout this, this episode. Uh, I mean, I'm just going to preach discipline, discipline, discipline. So um, when setting your goals, first you need to write them down and look at them every day and don't be afraid of failing. That right there, that is something that, you know, a lot of our, our – our, we see it a lot in our, our junior officers. And, and, and I'm not going to lie, you know, even, even us – more seasoned people, everybody is afraid of failing. But fuck that, man. You, you cannot be afraid of failing because failing is the greatest teacher. Okay? Sometimes you have got to get knocked on your ass um, and, and get humbled um, to really uh, really strive and become the leader that you need to be, the, the, the person that you need to be. And, you know, it, again, it'll help you achieve your goals. So, you know, going going to some of the comments from uh, Facebook, man, we had we had a lot of great comments. Again, thank you everybody that's been commenting every single week. But Stephen Caldwell uh, had a great comment about obtaining goals and what works for him. Um, you know, not setting them too high. Have have obtainable goals, um, and then you know, not you know, not getting discouraged when, when you fail. Uh, also, uh, Dominic Maselli, uh, sorry if I butchered your name, brother. I, I feel your pain. Um, you know, aim to be aim to be better than yesterday. Set a goal and break it up into milestones. If you want to run ten miles straight, build up weekly, like three, four, five mile each week. Couldn't agree with you more. Um, so, what what are some what are some of of my goals? So for me, it's okay. I'm I'm AGR, so. I I I set a minimum standard, which I think is the minimum standard for all officers. It should be a 270 on the APFT. Um, that's that's a very obtainable goal. Um, so I and I also want to trim my belly, but at the same time, you know, I, I want to have that that nice muscular muscular physique. Um, so that, those are just a, a couple of my goals. I I have some more, but I, I kind of want to hear Tim. I want to hear your goals. Well, some of my goals are, uh, again, uh, I'm AGR as well, um, but some of my goals at, at this point in time in my life is to really get involved more to my community. Um, I'm, you know, I'm starting with my church. You know, I'm starting to take on a more responsible role in my church, and and then I want to incorporate that into the community just a little bit more. And, you know, a lot of times when people talk about goals, it's about money. Yeah, money's okay, but if you're not happy, uh, money money don't mean uh, too much at that point. Um, so just really just giving back to the community, that's one of the things that I'm focusing on right now. And uh, I want to go back a step in uh, when you're talking about just stepping out there. Um, don't be afraid to fail. I got it. This is a company-grade podcast. But... I want to give a shout out to my cousin, Major Kendrick Bailey. Um, he's uh, he's currently uh, in the Mississippi Army National Guard, and as of yesterday, um, he was working at the VA Center in Jackson, Mississippi. He quit his job so that he can uh, be an entrepreneur, and um, he's a, he's a therapist, so he's getting his own contracts and he's working for himself. It takes a lot. That took a lot for him to quit his job, to quit a salary job, and and do that entrepreneurship on faith. So, and, and that's just one example. So, uh, Kendrick, if you're listening, uh, I'm proud of you, and if you've done you've done great things thus far in life, and I know you're gonna do more. 
So, so again, that's just one example of not being afraid to make a mistake. And do he have it all figured out? He probably don't. But he's stepping out on faith, and he's trying to figure it out. And he has he has a lot of support behind that. Um, so, and, and that should be inspiring to all of us to to try to reach our full potential. Um, you know, give yourself that true stress test. You know, don't hold back because at the end of the day, you only have one life to live. You only get you only get a chance to be thirty once. 35 once, 40 once. And once the military is over with, then what? What what are you going to leave behind? So, as Ian said, when you're making these goals, write them down. Make sure that they are attainable and, and, and they're real, and they're realistic. You know, don't just fabricate something that you, you wish is going to happen. Um, you, you, have to, you have to work hard in this life. Nothing's going to come easy. I don't care if you've been hand-fed all your life. Sooner or later, there's going to come a time where you're, you're going to have to take ownership of what you want to do in this life and then make sure that you know, your actions are, are being accounted for. Yeah, and, and for those that, that don't know, uh, Major Bailey is not only an, an outstanding officer but just a, a – all around just great guy uh so we definitely wish him well um you know anything that he sets his mind to he's gonna he's gonna achieve he's just that kind of person so um also i i want to hit up on so first podcast you know i i mentioned little things about uh from dave ramsey um and he has a seven goal setting categories um which are physical spiritual family career, financial, social, and intellectual. So for me, those, those that know me know I'm, I'm a, I'm a physical fitness buff. I, I love working out. I mean, it's, it's, it's just what I do. And I'm not the biggest guy. I'm not the strongest guy. I can't run as fast as some of you young bucks, but God, I love it. But for me, the physical is the most important one. It's, it's the most critical one because if that's jacked up, then all the other ones are jacked up. Um, if I go, if I go two or three more days without working out, and again, this is just me. I know it sounds weird, but if I go, it, it has become a routine in my life. So if I go two or three days without working on the physical part, my spiritual level is and and family are jacked up because my mind is just is just going haywire. Um, I'm not the husband. I'm not the father uh, that I need to be. Um, you know, n- you know. My, my, like I said, my, my, my faith gets kind of jacked up a little bit, which in turn it jacks up my career, which in turn jacks up my finances, my social life, and my intellectual. So my my physical um, part definitely plays a, a a big factor. And and for y'all, it may it may not, um, but that that is just for me, uh, Tim. I I don't know about you. I don't know if you if you agree with that, but oh yeah, see, and it and it all goes hand in hand. Now you just think about if you know your if your your spiritual aspect of your life is jacked up, how can you um, as a husband or a wife how how can you lead your family um, if your spiritual life is right, but you have jacked up finances? You know it it, it doesn't go hand in hand. 
So you have to have peace within yourself, being honest with yourself, and continue to strive every day to to fulfill your life dreams. So so again, uh, I think Ian hit it on the head. Um, you have to. It, it, it all plays a part uh, within itself. So don't think that, you know, if you go to church, um, you know, your spiritual life is intact. No, it doesn't work like that. Um, it You have to have some type of balance. You have to find peace somehow. Uh, and again, it, it's part of that growth. Ten years ago, I, 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 was a, I was a hothead, real bad hothead. I would... I would fight in a minute without saying a word. Um, but as you get older, you know, you have to start thinking about life in a different aspect. Um, you know, what, what what good is some of the things that you're doing? And and, and then you, you just have to continue to grow. Um, because if you're not growing, if you're not striving for growth, then, then what are you really doing? So ask yourself those questions, you know, as, as you move out throughout life. And, you know, as your goals change, as your motivations change, you know, your all aspects that Ian just mentioned, they have to grow as well. So now we've, we've talked about the definition of physical fitness, wellness, uh, finding what motivates you, setting your goals. So now let's dive on into uh, what I think is going to be probably the biggest part in this in this episode excuses um so again tim and i both were were commanders together and we heard every single excuse there is in the book and and then some that just literally blew my mind um but excuses you know we've all heard we've all heard the saying excuses are like assholes everybody has one um you know nothing in this life comes easy. My granddaddy used to say, anything that you want in this life, um, you have to dig down, work hard for it, because nobody is going to give it to you. So get off your ass and work hard for it. Again, the world owes you nothing. Not at all, Ian. Uh, couldn't agree more. Uh, just so many excuses, Dad. And, and one of the most common things, you know, it comes to PT. You know, we, you know, we, we get it being in the Mississippi Army National Guard. If you are an M-Day soldier, no, you, you don't get a chance to, you know, be in a regimental cycle like we are in the AGR program where we come to work in uniform every day. We're mandated to do PT. But guess what? Even if I was an AGR, I would still get up off my butt and I would work out. I would continue to uh, extend my military education and I would continue to grow. So just because I'm AGR is not the reason why, why I work out or why I take military classes or whatever the case may be. It's because I want to, because I want to get better. I want, I want to continue to strive and um, get better every day and just show my worth. So, you know, a lot of stuff that we hear, uh, you know, I get off work, you know, I'm too tired. And guess what? I'm tired when I get off work as well, but I still work out. Um, yeah, I mean, so... Captain Bailey and I, we, we were not always AGR. We, we had civilian jobs, too. Like, I remember time where I was working 12, 14 hours. Uh, you know, I'd sometimes be on day shift, sometimes be on night shift. Um, I've got a wife. I've got three kids. I, mean, I, I get it. And that was, always, that was always the main excuse 
um, I can't do this, I can't do that. Well, that they're they're taking there's two paths. There's the easy path and then there's the fucking hard path to go down. And nobody wants to go down the hard path because it's hard. You know, and again, it goes back to that discipline. You got to have discipline. And uh, more along with the discipline. Take pride in what you do. You know, don't just show up the drill because they pushed out a drill schedule and they told me I have to come this weekend. No, it doesn't work like that. Show up the drill, nice uniform, have pride in yourself. Because if you don't have pride in yourself, you think somebody else is, don't work like that. Yeah, and, and at the end of the day, nobody, nobody held a gun to your head and made you join the Mississippi Army National Guard or, or, or the Army. And nobody made you join. You made the conscious decision to join. So a- along with being in the military, we have certain standards that we have to uphold. And I'm telling you right now, the biggest thing that used to piss me off, and again, I had some, I had some great officers that, that worked for me. Um, but the thing, it, and, and I'm not talking about them, but the thing that would piss me off is I would look at some of these, these junior officers and, and, and senior officers that were just they're fat, overweight, and not doing what they need to do, and just always had an excuse for everything. And, and soldiers are paying attention to that. Soldiers are watching you. If you're not out there busting your ass and practicing what you preach, and you're not the one out there uh, leading PT or actually taking, that's, so this is the biggest thing. So when I was enlisted and growing up as a, as a junior officer, very rarely did I see uh, commanders out there, officers out there taking taking APFT. Uh, not to really until I, you know, got into Bravo Batter, you know, and our, our our commander would take PT tests with us, but um, you just you just didn't see officers out there, and that's the wrong answer. Officers need to be the ones out there, you know, busting their ass and 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 leading by example. Uh, and again, let, let's not just focus on the physical fitness part. Your military education. Have you been to the courses that you need to go to to advance to the next level? Ask yourself those questions. And if you have not, why? There's no excuse. There's money available. There's always um, slots, slots open you know, for these courses. So if you're not passing the PT test and if you're not at the level, if you, if you're not, if you haven't been to the classes or courses you need to go to in order to advance to the next level, you're dead wrong. And, again, soldiers see that. They've seen that you've been a lieutenant for two years, a first lieutenant for two, three years, or whatever the case may be. You know, they see that you're starting to get stagnant in your progression. They see that you don't take the PT test, you know, with the unit. Uh, you, you take it a day prior or whatever the, case that, or whatever the case may be. So if you think soldiers are not watching you, you're dead wrong. And, you may be the model that they don't want to follow. You know, that may be their motivation. Think about it. Yeah, and, and you know, and I know there's and, – and, look, we're not necessarily pointing out specific people uh, when we're talking right now. I mean, we all have our examples. But, you know, if, if you're sitting here and you're listening to this podcast right now and, and you think we're talking to you, man, you know, you might want to take a step back because you're probably going to get pissed off, first of all. But you might want to take a step back think for a few minutes and look yourself in the mirror and and reevaluate your life choices because i mean 
Yeah, I, I know I talked a lot about it on the physical part because you know we are talking about physical fitness and, and wellness in this in this episode, but that is a very small, you know, fraction. You know, like 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 Captain Bailey just mentioned, you know, you have soldiers soldiers watching. You have to make sure that you are setting the standard. You know, you're physically fit. You're doing your your OES. Um, you're constantly trying to build your intellect. You know, you're, you're reading books. You're you're reading new army doctrine. You're adapting with the times. That's that's the big one. You, you know, you cannot just keep doing the same things. And get complacent. You have to be an outside the box thinker, and you have to be able to adapt with the times. So, be determined. You know, f- figure out what works for you, and, and do it. And stop making excuses and start achieving your fucking goals. Well said, Ian. Well said. So now that we have dove off pretty big, you know, in excuses, let's uh, let's talk about how to work out with and without a gym membership. Um, and then we're also going to, you know, while we talk about this, we're also going to dive into the upcoming Army Combat Fitness Test. Uh, so, you know, how you can do it in the gym, you know, training for it, and how you can do it outside the gym because – Look, I'm sorry. I know there's those studs out there that can take the APFT right now without training. They just go out, make 300s. Um, you know, Justin Baker's one of those. Lieutenant Baker, shout out to him. Who, by the way, and Justin, we're gonna hit some of your comments too. You probably had the best comment on the message board this week. Um, but the ACFT, you're not gonna be. I'm sorry, you're not going to be able to go and just take it. And, and 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 do well on it. Yeah, you may you may pass. You may be that one person that exception to the rule, but I'm sorry, you have you're gonna have to train for this um, in order to 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 be to be great at it. Um, so, uh, Tim, tell us about your uh, your your routine. What do you do? Okay, guys and gals, I don't have a gym membership. I'm still trying to find myself. I have. Uh, I have three girls, and they go to three different schools, and I just can't figure out a good gym schedule yet. So that's okay. Different strokes for different folks. So what I do, I will, when, when I get off work in the evening time, when I get everybody settled, I would normally work out at nighttime. And the neighborhood I live in um, is very hilly, so I'm constantly running. So I always run. I always um, do the stresses of the run, running up hills, and then I would stop, I would do some burpees, push-ups, sit-ups, um, the basic things. And, and that's just for the workout portion. And, and I know Ian is going to dive off into it just a little bit more, uh, but it's more to you know being physically fit um, than just working out because way back in the day, I used to treat myself after a workout you know, with a dessert or whatever. Yeah, don't really work like that. So as you get older... Um, you know, your, your mind matures and, and you really have to start um, taking care of your body more than just working out and, and don't double work yourself. And I think we do that a lot. So, so again, me personally right now, um, I don't have a gym membership. Now, don't get me wrong. I, I can throw down in the gym. So let's just clear that up right now. Um, I can throw down in the gym, but at, at this present time, I don't have a membership. I do a lot of running. I do a lot of um, push-ups, sit-ups, burpees, uh, a lot of core exercises, and uh, until I figure out this gym membership and, and get back to where I really want to be. 
Yeah, so, I mean, you know, the first thing that you really got to do, whether you have a gym membership or you don't have a gym membership, you have to make it a part of your daily routine. You know, um, you know Justin, Justin Baker mentioned that in his, in his comment. I couldn't agree with him more. I mean, you have to make you have to make it a part of your routine. Uh, and, again, you have to be disciplined uh, to, and, and stick with it. So I, I always tell people, you know, there's, there's a two-week hump. If you can get over the two-week hump – you know, typically what I have found is, I mean, it, it is, it's in you now. Like you have no choice. You're going to get up 430 in the morning. You know, I, on the weekends, I always say I'm going to sleep in, but my internal clock is going off 430 in the morning and I, I, I might sleep in to seven. But again, it's, it's part of my routine. That's what you need to do. Uh, you know, I, I've been working out for a very, very long time. I don't have all the answers. I, I don't, I have, you know, been very fortunate to be around people that that do know a lot. Um, you know, also we have we have social media. Like, I mean, we could not be more fortunate in the fact that we have social media. I mean, there's there's going back to excuses. There's no excuse for a person out there to not be physically fit with all the things that we have. I mean, you, you YouTube. We have apps. I mean, there's an app for everything. Uh, I mean, there's. Joe Rogan podcast, Jocko podcast, you know, I mean, if you want to have some little humor, I mean, you know, bro science, and you know, it's, there's so many avenues, bodybuilding.com, so many things out there for, you know, those, those that are, you know, trying to get into, you know, working out, um, you know, the beginners, there's so many articles out there for you to read and study up on and, and figure out what works for you, but you got to You got to go out there and, and do it. Um, the best way to like if you if you can't do pull-ups the best way to get better at pull-ups is just do fucking pull-ups best way to get better to run go run um you know i kind of like uh lieutenant baker's comment you know the first first couple that he's got on there you know strength training focus on weightlifting exercise four to five days a week um and then you know focus on a a new muscle every day um man I, i couldn't agree more so the way i do it is every week i shock my body I don't let my body get into a routine and get complacent. That that's key. That's why so many people get stuck. They never they they set their goals and they never see their goals come to fruition because they get into a routine. You have to shock your body. You have to shock it. So like one week like this week, for instance, I have a gym membership and work out at Starville Athletic Club uh here in Starville, Mississippi. I I I do what's called um 15, 15, six in the gym. So I, I do a different muscle group every single day. So like Monday I did chest. Um, and when I say 15, six, I'm doing five sets minimum. My first set, I'm doing 15 reps at, you know, pretty comfortable weight that I can do for 15. And then I'm increasing the weight and lowering my reps. So I'll go 15, 12, 10, 8, 6. And by the time I hit that 6 rep, I've got some pretty heavy weight on there and, you know, I, I'm struggling to get 6. So, uh, you know, and that kind of plays part, uh, you know, in the endurance as well. And then, so, and I'm also, I'm also uh, doing cardio every day. You know, I, I agree with uh, Lieutenant Baker's comment, you know, do at least 20, 30 minutes of cardio every single day. So that, that doesn't mean run every single day. Um, because if you're like me and you got jacked up knees, you can't run every day. I'm I'm sorry. I, I if I ran every single day, my knees would be absolutely obliterated. So the way I break it out is, I will do I will do runs Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. 
So, like, I'll do – I used to do some, like, really long distance, like five-mile runs, yada, yada, yada. But, again, I have jacked up knees. And I've kind of had to scale it, scale it back. So, I'll do, you know, a, a two-mile timed run. So, I try to get it in um, somewhere between 1430 and, and, and 15 minutes to really shock my body, you know, starting off the week. So, I'll do my two-mile run. And then Wednesdays I'll do what's called fart licks, uh, which are basically quarter-mile sprints. Uh, and then in between that, you do, um, you do a workout. So if you're at the gym, I use the treadmill. Um, I'll do my quarter mile. I'll do some push-ups for like the first mile and along with some sit-ups. And then I'll start using some, you know, some of the weight equipment for the second mile. But I basically just increase my, my, my speed. If you don't have a gym membership, um, you can do this on the road. Uh, you know, uh, Tim Bailey and I did it, what, what was it, two months ago? Yes about a month ago mm-hmm. at Camp McCain. We did it around the track. You know, we had our I had my little app go on my little Nike fitness app, let me know we're hitting a quarter mile. We would stop, we'd do push ups, sit ups, squats, um, but we did that for two miles. Um and then, you know, Fridays I do my my, my long distance run, which now is three to four miles. But and I and I always whenever I'm doing a long distance run, I always try to get the first two miles within my PT standard. So, you know, for, for my age group, it's, it's 17 minutes. Um, you know, I, I also like to get, you know, a little bit lower, you know, in the, in the 15 range. So that way I'm, I'm keeping up with you young bucks out there. Um, and that's our motivation. Yeah. To keep yeah. up with the young keep guys. Keep up with the young guys. So, so again, it, it's every workout is different for, for everybody. Mm-hmm. Find out your routine. Find out your schedule. And because everybody has a different schedule, figure it out and then just execute. That's all, that's all it takes. Um, you know, some people, it's best to work out in the morning. Some, it's best to work out in the evening. You know, some people have to work on cardio. Some people have to work on muscular endurance. Um, but, at, again, at the same time, you, you always want to mix it up and continue to switch it up and just continue to excel. And another thing that I'm doing, you know, in addition to working out, I referee high school football. So I'm running around with, you know, 16, 17-year-old kids all, all night. So that's another, that, that's another workout for me right there. And, and then I'm having fun. You know, it's not like it's, I'm suffering or it's a nuance or whatever the case may be. I'm having fun when I'm working out. I'm having fun when I'm on the field. And, you know, I mean, who wants to be miserable? Who really wants to be miserable? So if you can figure out a way to have fun with it, now don't get me wrong, it's not always going to be, you know, sunny days. You know, some, of the, some days you're going to really have to grind, put some work in, and uh, keep your head down, and then you'll see the results later on. And, but for the most part, you really want to have fun doing what you do. Um, so that will keep your motivation up, and, and it's not like a job, you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not, and you know, and then you know, going back to the whole the whole the whole cardio thing, and then so another thing I'll do, you know, not 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 running, is you know, I'll do, I do I will do the elliptical. I'll do the rower. Um, if again, if you don't have a gym membership, get a jump rope. Man, you can wear your ass out with a jump rope. Um, and then you know, go go on long walks with your family. If you got kids and your wife, I mean, go on a long walk. You know, you're still you're still getting out there. You're still you're still moving. 
Uh, you know, I, I wear, I have a little Garmin watch that I wear every day, and I always try to get at least 10,000 steps a day. Um, so, you know, we're, we're, we're in an office job now, uh, so we tend to sit down a lot. So I have to little set, set little reminders, hey, get up. Go do uh, every hour on the hour, do some push-ups, do some sit-ups. So there, I, I'm, I'm getting my physical fitness in um, without, without a gym membership. Um, but in, in, and for me also, so and, and a lot of people, <laughs> they look at me like I'm, I'm crazy. I get up 4 o'clock in the morning and I try to get to the gym between 4.30 and 4.45 because it, it starts my day out on the right path. I mean, I come in the office, I'm, I'm alive, <laughs> I'm good to go, I've been up now for, you know, three hours, I, I'm ready, I'm ready to attack the day. Um, you know, in, 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 you know, Jim, you made a comment about not being miserable, so those that have worked out with me know, like, when I walk into the gym, I'm, I typically know what I'm going to, what muscle group I'm going to work out. But I don't have a plan. Like I, I might do fifteen six. You know, I might have my my week set out where like I do fifteen six, or I do my strength training, which is five sets of five, five of five, uh, or I might do uh, thirty seconds on, thirty seconds off of every single workout. Again, I'm going back shocking the body. But I think, and especially those with a family, the best way to 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 work out, whether it's a gym or not a gym, is get your ass up in the morning. And, and, and work out, you know, we, when that alarm goes off, I'm, I'm human, I'm just like everybody else, <laughs> like, hey man, just, just hit that snooze button, five more minutes, um, you know, just, just go back to bed, you got to, it's that, that's that little instinct saying, it's okay to, to skip today, you know, you can just work out later, man, fuck that, because what happens is you're not going to work out later, you're not going to do it, and you're going to, you're just going to go down that, that wrong path, take the, take the hard road, get up, Kill the quitter instinct, and 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 start your day out right. Start it out on the on the right foot. So I mean, and and, and you know, again, those the, those that have worked out with me know, like I get in the gym and my wheels just just start turning, and I think of ways to to be miserable. I kind of went down a rabbit hole, and I was about to talk that, but I, I I find ways to be miserable because again, I I want to shock my body. I want I love a challenge. Um, I want to come out of that the gym just soaking wet, knowing that I literally gave it everything that I have. So, with that being said, um, I've men and we we worked out a lot over the past, over over the years, and he is a. I mean, he loves the gym. I love the gym too. Don't get me wrong, but he he he, he loves the gym. He loves the physical fitness portion. So I just try to get him back by continue to add more weight. <laughs> so I can try to get him with the weight, but and I just try to sustain the endurance that he has. Um, so again, you know, we, we're helping each other out um, in a sense, and and so that's a way for us. You know, when I do have a partner, um, you know, don't get me wrong, it's great to have a partner when you're working out because you can continue to push yourself. But again, day to day life, everybody doesn't have their luxury. Um, but if you do have that luxury, when you do get those opportunities, push yourself. You know, work out with somebody. You know, work out with somebody that's faster than you. Work out with somebody that's stronger than you. So, again, we've been saying this all along. So you don't get complacent um, as you're doing these workouts, as you're getting better, as you're uh, continuing to grow. Yeah. You, you, have to, you have to kill your pride. 
because I'm telling you right now, like pride will 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 destroy you. Um, I mean, yeah, you have to be prideful, but at the same time, like 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 Tim said, Tim's stronger than I am. I'm not gonna lie to you. I mean, I will I will probably never be as strong as this man right here. Um, so you have to you have to work out with people that are better with you. You know, Tim, I'd work out with Tim. Uh, you know, Captain Carmichael, Lieutenant Tucker. I mean, those those two right, those behemoths right there are way stronger than I am. So that would help me out. It would it would push me to be better. Uh, Captain Griffin. Uh, you know that that man is a freak beast when it comes to running. Again, I wasn't great at running, so what did I do? I found somebody that is great at running. He he really didn't know much in the gym. I did, so we kind of helped each other in that aspect. Um. So yeah, find somebody that that's that's better than you, um, and 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 go with it and and kill and kill your pride. Uh, so now let's let's kind of talk into the upcoming Army Combat Fitness Test. So I know a lot of people are kind of nervous about this. I'm actually pretty excited about it. Um, you know, there's there's a lot of pros and there's a lot of cons. I mean, cons being that this is going to take a lot of time. You can't just say, oh, I'm going to do the the fitness test this weekend and for my whole unit it's not going to happen i mean it's you're going to have to actually do a lot of planning uh units are going to have to do a lot of planning and coordination to make this thing off because i think uh and again i'm no i'm no expert right now i'm still reading up on the acft but you can only do 16 people at a time uh and there's six events and it's 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 point based so there's there's 600 points and it's going to be off off mos so the implementation period right now. So we're, we're kind of in the in the testing phase right now. Um, this upcoming TY TY twenty, you know, one October, units are going to have um, the opportunity to do it as a diagnostic um, prior to uh, the TY twenty one, which is going to be the implementation date. Like it, it will be law. That will be our new uh, physical fitness test. Um, I, I like it because I mean it, it it breaks it up and I feel like it's it, it brings out that competitive nature in all of us a little bit more than the little three events that we have right now. So again, those that know me know I am a huge competitor. I like to win. I mean, what what American doesn't like to win? Um, so before we you know before we kind of dive off into the each events, you know, how do you feel about this 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 test coming up, Tim? Well, this test is definitely going to is going to expose a lot of people. You know, good and bad. Uh, don't get me wrong. Um, it, this is going to be a six event um, test moving forward, and I love it. You know, I, I truly love it because you know it, it's going to bring out just that it, it's going to maximize your potential. Uh, you just look at the events: uh, the deadlift, uh, the power throw, push ups, the run, leg tuck drag uh, the sprint drag so it's a lot of events um that's incorporated with this test and you know you have to work at it you can't wake up you're not going to be able to wake up and say yeah i'm going to take the acft today no you're going to have to work you're going to put in you're going to have to put in the time because you know you can hurt yourself if you're if you start out and you're not doing some of these things properly, some of these events properly. So you really have to, you know, with this new test coming out, you really got to pay attention and do these events right, uh, for one thing, for safety reasons. And, oh, yeah, by the way, it's six events. 
six events. We, I mean, for I've been in the military for 17 years, and I mean, I all I've known is to push up, sit up, and run. Anybody else on this podcast tell me different? Please come on the line. But we, I've only known three events now. Six events, wow. So it's really going to test a lot of people, and, and again, you're going to have to practice at it. You're really going to have to practice more than just push ups and sit ups and running. Yeah, and and going back to the whole working out in the gym or not in the gym, you know, what I have found that works for me, and again, doesn't work for everybody. What what works for me, I I try to make it harder while I'm practicing, and this is not a new concept. I mean, this goes with whatever you're doing. Make it hard, make it hurt while you're while you're training, while you're practicing. So that way, when it comes to the event, shit, man, you'll you'll knock it out of the park. Um, so, like Captain Bailey said, there's six events. You have the maximum deadlift. Um, you have the standing power throw, the hand release push up, which I think is, you know, it's brilliant because you know we've all, especially in the National Guard. Um, What's what's the main issue when it comes to push-ups? People not going low enough. So this forces you to, I mean, you literally have to hit your chest on the ground, release your hands, and then push up. And if you haven't done a hand release push-up, I'm telling you, it is a lot different because, you know, I'm thinking, oh, I'm I'm a pretty fit guy, um, I can I can do like 40 and 50, no no problem. Yeah, it's uh it's a lot harder than uh, regular push-ups. Um, and then you've got the the sprint drag carry, you've got the leg tuck. And the two-mile run. Yeah, I know the Army couldn't let go of the two-mile run, but then again, you know, the Marine Corps does three. The Air Force does, what, a mile and a half? So, yeah, there's no there's no freaking way that the Army is, is getting rid of two-mile run. But we have a uh, we have a little bit more time on it, so that's that's good. I mean, not for you older gentlemen out there, which, you know, you're not going to be on this podcast because, again, this is the Company Great Officer podcast. But, uh, again, another thing I love, it's not gender-specific. It's MOS specific, so you can really hold uh, you know everybody to the same standards and you know, people accountable. So diving off into the the first event, which again is the three repetition maximum deadlift. So if you haven't used that the the hexagon bar uh, in the gym, it's it is a lot different than regular deadlift. Uh, the way you position your hands on the bar, if you have them too far up or too far back, it's going to cause the thing to tilt back or tilt forward, and it's just going to jack you up. Um, so if you haven't, if you've never done it before, I highly suggest that you do it. If you don't have a gym membership, the best way that you can do it, uh, you know, if you ha- if you have some kettlebells at your house, or you can load up two backpacks filled with weights, or find some center blocks, find something that you know equal in weight. And, and just practice that 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 movement. So this this event, you know, it tests your muscular strength, balance, and flexibility. Um, and I'm not gonna we're not gonna really dive off into the min and max because again, it's it's different per MOS. Again, this is a 600 point uh, based uh, test. So in each event, you know, you're you're graded with 100 points being the max. And, and with this event. Uh, again, uh, if you don't do it right, definitely safety concerns. Um, you can definitely injure your back if you're not properly lifting the weight that uh, how you're supposed to. Uh, lift with your legs, not your back. And you know, I've been in the gym 
pretty much all my life for the most part. And, you know, I've seen multiple injuries. So with this one new coming to the military, and especially somebody who doesn't go to the gym a lot, you know, they can really hurt themselves. So just make sure as you start to incorporate yourself into these events that you're doing the proper techniques because if you don't, if you don't, um, it's possibly that you can end up injuring yourselves. Yeah, and, you know, and, and also a couple other things that you can do. Um, you know, kettlebell swings uh, can help you. Mm-hmm. Um, alternate stagger squat jumps, forward lunges, stuff like that uh, can, can really help you um, prepare for that event. So now we're moving on to event two, which is the standing power throw. Uh, represents tasks requiring quick res- explosive movements to maneuver equipment and personnel. Uh, so again, it's it's explosive power, balance, and flexibility. So don't let the fact that it's a 10-pound ball fool you um, because I think this, this event right here I think is going to get a lot of people because they're going to go into it and think, oh, it's just 10 pounds, not that big of a deal. But yeah, I think, I think for our MOS, combat arms, I think you've only got to throw it like four meters, but you know, and Max being 13, but this this is something that, that you're going to have to work on. Again, uh, kettlebell swings uh, is, is a good one uh, to use in order to prepare for this. You know, the power jump going to some PRT, overhead push press, uh, and, and the tuck jump, I think are great ways that you can, that you can use to, to prepare this if you don't have a 10-pound, you know, medicine ball to actually throw over your head. And, of course, there's apps, you know, for, for the new ACFT. So just make sure that you all are doing your research and you're in. And, again, pave the way, you know. Make sure that you're doing it right so you can implement this to your, to your senior NCOs and so it can get pushed down into your formations. Yeah, and I'm, I'm glad you mentioned the app. So they, just like the APFT app, there is now the Army Combat Fitness Test app. And it literally breaks out all the instructions uh, per event, and it's got the, uh, the the standards listed on there. And uh, it's also got the the calculator timer. It's it's every it's it's great. It's got everything on there. I've already got it on my phone, so I highly suggest you go ahead and start downloading that app and 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 start focusing on this this upcoming test. So now let's move on to event three, which is the hand release push up. So this is an upper body endurance test that represents uh, repetitive and sustained pushing used in combat tasks. Again, this is a muscular endurance uh, test. So, (laughs) I mean, this this is a no-brainer. I mean, the best way to do it is just just do this event. I mean, it's, you know, yeah, do do regular push-ups as well. I'm not saying don't do regular push-ups, but you you just need to go out there and do hand-release push-ups. I mean, this is pretty self-explanatory. You got anything to add before we move on to? Yeah, can't cheat on this one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, event four, and I'm telling you right now, like I, I think out of all the events, this this is probably the one I'm most excited about. Which I, it sounds weird because it's got running involved, and those that know me know I hate running. I do it because I have to. But uh, so the sprint and drag carry is a test of strength, endurance, and anaerobic uh, capacity which are needed to accomplish high-intensity combat tasks that last uh, from a few seconds to several minutes. So this one, I mean, I mean, it's you're sprinting down, you're coming back, you're having to drag, drag a sled, then you're doing the side shuffle, 
and then you're picking up kettlebells, doing like a, a farmer's carry, uh, and then doing sprints again. So uh, it sounds like it sounds like a lot. Um, and this, you know, again, five things you got to do: 50 meter shuttles for time. Um, so sprint, drag, lateral, uh, lateral carry, and sprint again. It sounds like a lot, but I'm telling you, I, I honestly don't think this one's going to be as bad as everybody's making it out to be. Um, so uh, this is definitely the one I think I'm, I'm most excited about. So moving on to uh, event number five. Um, and this, this is uh, the, the leg tuck. So the leg tuck assesses the strength of the soldier's grip, arm, shoulder, and trunk muscles. These muscles assist soldiers in load carriage and in avoiding injuries to uh, the back. So this workout right here, um, if those that are not good at pull-ups, <laughs> you need to get good at pull-ups because now you're adding up uh, another movement. Um, you know, I did these the other day in the gym, and it's first time you do them, you just you got to get the rhythm down. Uh, so the best way to do these, uh, do pull-ups. If you don't have a gym membership, you can get the little pull-up bar at your house or find a bar or something and, and practice on doing your pull-ups. And then also you can do um, you know, reverse leg crunches, you can do leg lifts, and then just doing this exercise um, is gonna help you because this is the one you're you're really gonna need, you're really gonna need to work uh, work on. And, and when you're starting to uh, incorporate leg tucks, pull-ups, um, try your best not to swing. You know that's that's one of the uh, requirements um, that that will you know, get you uh, that you'll get dinged on uh, with this exercise. So as you start training for this, um, even if you start with pull-ups or whatever, um, just make sure that that you're not swinging. And even if you're doing two or three for starters, do two or three right. Then continue to um, you know build that endurance so that that you're not swaying your body as you're doing these pull-ups or leg tucks. Yeah, so and then moving on to the, you know, final event, event six, two-mile run. Pretty self-explanatory, you know, this is uh, aerobic endurance is what it's, it's, it's testing. So <laughs> the only thing that I don't like about it is that this, the minimum standard right, or the, I'm sorry, the, the maximum standard right now, you know, to get 100 points on the APFT is like 13 minutes, or th maybe 13.30 for, for my age group now. And now on the ACFT, it's 12.45. So there goes my hopes of maxing <laughs> that run. So uh, Captain Griffin, if you're listening, uh, we need to link up and uh, you definitely need to get me uh, a little bit faster. So that's that's the only thing I'm like, well, crap. There goes there goes a hundred points right there. But um, again, I'm gonna quit making excuses and just suck it up and uh, try to get after it. And this is one of those events that I mean, there's no way around it. Just gotta run. Just continue to run. Continue something that you've always done. So so now you're getting back to your roots on this one. Um, but as you get back to your um, the things that you used to do, just remember, you know, this is the last event and you've done five events prior to this event. So, you know, your legs may be a little shaky. And one thing that has always helped me out, um, uh, again, I played football. I played football all my life. Um, and one thing that's always helped me out is that core, core exercises, um, hip flexibility, 
Um, you know, just stretching. Uh, that's another thing that we haven't mentioned a lot of. Yeah, we got to stretch. There's no way around it. Don't think that you can just take off like a dog. Don't work like that. You have to stretch. You have to prep your body um, because, again, you're doing a lot of dangerous um, exercises during these, during these events um, that could possibly hurt you. So just make sure that you're you're constantly incorporating stretching into everything you do. Uh, then again, like I was saying during the run, just make sure that your legs are loose, your hips are loose, your back is loose, and just run. Yeah, and then I'm also gonna you know caveat that everyone's favorite army saying: drink water. <laughs> uh, you have to be hydrated, uh, and and I'm not talking about the night before. I mean it it you know a week. Two weeks, you have you have to make sure that you're drinking enough water and you're hydrated, uh, so that way your body can actually function the way it needs to function. And you know, another thing uh, that you can also do to to help you get better at your run is is you know a lot of people forget about it, but a ruck march. You know, rucking will also help you know strengthen those those leg muscles, the back muscles, and you know, and 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 help you increase your run as well. All right, so now let's let's dive off into nutrition. And again, you know, we're we're not uh, nutritionists, uh, dietitians. Uh, we're just going to talk about you know what what has worked best for us. Um, so to kind of to kind of kick it off, so we're we're talking about two types of nutrition. So you have general nutrition and optimal nutrition. So general is the process of obtaining the food necessary for health and growth. Uh, using nutrition to keep you alive and functioning, pretty much. Optimal nutrition is eating the right amounts of nutrients on a proper schedule to achieve the best performance and longest possible life, lifetime in good health. So, using nutrition to maximize health, happiness, and well-being. So, how does how does optimal nutrition impact you on a uh, uh, daily basis? Uh, one for one thing. It lowers uh, disease and, and, and disorder, uh, also reduces fat. Uh, it increases lean mass, tissue quality, joint health, growth and development. Um, also, uh, cognitive function, exercise uh, capacity, energy and endurance, strength uh, and power. It also lowers your, your risk for injury and it increases your sleep quality. So those are the two two different types of, of nutrition kind of broken down. Um, so next we're going to talk about uh, body types. And I think the big the biggest thing with nutrition is you got to know your body type. And what I mean by that is, uh, are you an ectomorph, mesomorph, or endomorph? So ectomorphs tend to be more of the thin uh, thin people that struggle to gain weight. Um, it's those people out there that talk about, oh, I can't, I have a hard time getting away after eating all this food, and I just look at them like, sob. I can look at this little piece of meat I have on my plate and gain twenty pounds. But um, then you have the mesomorph, um, which is typically the realm that that I fall in. I think me and me and Cat Bailey kind of fall into. Um, have a middle middle of the road bill that takes the best of both worlds. Uh, they tend to have wide shoulders. Narrow waist, relatively thin joints, and, and round uh, round bellies, and, and then you have the endomorphs. Uh, these these people tend to gain weight and, and keep it on. Uh, their build is a little wider uh, than ectomorphs and endomorphs. Uh, I'm sorry, uh, mesomorphs, uh, but with a thick rib cage, wide hips, and, and, and short limbs. So 
I think the last time I did a little calculator or whatever for, for my body type, I was 65% mesomorph, you know, 20 endomorph and the rest ectomorph. But, um, that's me. I mean, those, those three basic uh, body types, um, that can help you tailor your diet and exercise plans to meet your needs, set realistic attainable goals, which I mean, that's, that's the key word right there, attainable goals, uh, <laughs> that pave the way for your success. And, and and with these body types, again, it, it can change over time. Uh, I'm just thinking back when I was in college. Uh, again, I played defensive end at Mississippi State University. Uh, going into my junior year, uh, my weight was uh, about 265. I peaked at about 275. And throughout the throughout the season, I, I could not keep weight on. I was constantly losing weight. Um, I, I couldn't get enough nutrients, protein in my body uh, to sustain over the season. Now, fast forward 10 years, um, now I'm in that middle of the road <clears throat> and uh, middle of the road stage. So uh, I'm not going to say that I struggle with my weight, um, but right now I am consistently at around 260 pounds. Uh, I carry it real well, so it's not a, a big issue. Um, but uh, with that being said, I still have to uh, maintain that that drive to make sure that I'm eating right, make sure that I'm putting the right things in my body, and, and make sure that I'm constantly uh, staying active. Yeah. So, so now that we know the, the the body types, let's talk about also calories. Knowing your your your, your calorie intake. So, the, I mean, the biggest thing here is 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 to keep it simple. Um, and also, um, you know, and, and remember, no one is the same. Everybody, everybody's different. So, you know, my calorie count, uh, what I what I want to achieve is going to be different than yours. So, I mean, if you want to gain weight, obviously you're gonna have a higher caloric intake. Uh, if you're trying to lose weight, you're gonna have less. But let's talk about what what is a calorie. So, a calorie is a unit that measures energy. Uh, calories are usually used to measure the energy content of foods and beverages. Uh, so to lose weight, again, you know, you need fewer calories than your body burns each day. It's a very simple concept. Um, so, you know, another way that you can track this, you know, there's there's like a MyFitnessPal app uh, that you can track your, your intake. Uh, also, I know like myself and, 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 and Tim, you know, we, we wear Garmin watches um, that also track our, our calories burned uh, throughout the day, as well as, again, like I, like I mentioned earlier, our, our step counts. So an, another way to really uh, help you count your calories, there's calorie calculators on the internet, but meal prep. Uh, meal prep, I think, is, is one of the, the, the best ways uh, to count your calories, to make sure that you're actually getting the nutrition that you need. And so there's, there's a couple ways you can do this. You can do it yourself, uh, or you can get it from a company. There's hundreds of companies out there that do, that do meal preps. I know there's uh, individuals in town, uh, in your hometown, maybe that that could do meal preps. I know the 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 weeks I can't I can't do my own meal prep. I I use a person uh, in the city of Startville, a student that's you know trying to just make a little bit extra money. I use her. She she makes awesome meals and uh, you know portions it out to my my specific calorie intake. Um, but the the biggest thing about meal prep is that you want to make it taste good. Um, you gotta like what you're eating, cause and that that helps you be be consistent, helps you stay on 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 track uh, down that down down that right path. 
so like for me, like what I do, I try to switch it up every week, but like I'll get like, you know, a little bit of, of, of steak or something like cheap. Now I'm not sitting here saying, oh, I'll go out and buy this, you know, $100 steak. Now I go to the Walmart or Piggly Wiggly or wherever it is and get like the manager special and just get a crap ton of it. And then I guess for that chicken or turkey meat, grill it up um, on Sunday nights, portion, portion it out. And then I'll also throw in like a starch, like a, a couple potatoes or sweet potatoes. And then I'll throw in some like asparagus sometimes. Or if I don't do potatoes, I'll do rice. Uh, and then and then I, ha- I throw a snack in there to kind of help me, you know, not have those like hunger pains throughout the day. So like my snack is carrots and guac. Um, or I'll just eat a straight avocado. Uh, or I'll do some, do some yogurt or, or uh, you know, protein shake. So, I mean, that's the kind of things I do, Tim. Uh, what, what do you do? So, um, for breakfast, um, uh, I don't meal prep. Um, not not to the extent that, that Ian does. Um, but for the most part, you know, I try to stay consistent with, with what I eat for breakfast. Uh, a few boiled eggs and some oatmeal. And and sometimes I may replace that breakfast with a, uh, with a smoothie with protein in it. Um, so, I will use that as a meal replacement. Um, then around 10 o'clock, I'll get those hunger pains. And so, so that's where those snacks come in. And normally I'll eat some almonds and and that'll get me over to lunch. And I try to eat a light lunch and uh, again, continue to snack throughout the day. Then that evening meal, uh, um, you know, I try to just try to eat healthy, Uh, try to eat healthy. There's no... Um, set food that I'll eat, but for the most part, I try to stay away from fried foods. I try to stay away from sugars, and and, and again, um, I try not to eat big meals. I just try to eat small meals throughout the day. Um, so, um, with all that being said, you know everybody has their own different um, perspective of you know or, or what's going to work for them, and, and you got to continue to figure out what's actually going to work for you. What's What's helping you out because, um, you know, it's going to take time. So just as long as you're just continuing to try to be consistent, figure out what works for you, and, and just help you um, create that baseline. I, I keep going back to that baseline. Uh, and once you have that baseline created, um, then when you start, you know, adding in the workouts and, and really pushing yourself, that's when you're going to start seeing the results that you want to see. Yeah, and, and another reason why I like I like doing meal prep, uh, not only for the nutritional value, but also for the financial uh, value. I mean, I went from you know going eating lunch every single day uh, with my coworkers, and only being able you know or, or being sorry, so go to eat with my coworkers, and you know I'm spending let's see anywhere from ten fifteen dollars on lunch, man. I, that that's ridiculous, and all, over time that that adds up. So my meal prep, I spend, I probably on on average anywhere from fifty, let's say fifty to seventy dollars, depending on on what I want to eat for for that week. But I mean seventy dollars being max, and that's also if I'm not doing it myself, that's also uh, the the lady that I use in uh, in Starbucks. So you, I mean you you can't beat that for the week, you know fifty seventy bucks versus you know. Hundred fifty, two hundred dollars, whatever it is. I mean, all that stuff adds up over time. So, that's that's another benefit uh, to to meal prepping. 
Um, also, I kind of want to take another another little step back. Um, I can't remember if I mentioned it earlier, but the the biggest thing that I tell people is is the eighty twenty rule. So eighty percent of this is uh, is your nutrition, uh, what you get out. You know, like like Captain Baker. I'm sorry, Lieutenant Baker. Sorry, Justin, I promoted you, but like like he said, you know, you don't get abs um, from the gym. You get abs in the kitchen. So eighty percent is your nutrition. Twenty percent is 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 your workout. Uh, and you know, Tim just mentioned you know don't he doesn't really drink sugary drinks. You know, you need to avoid those sugary drinks, soft drinks, fruit fruit juice, so on and so forth. I mean, us being from the south, the big thing is sweet tea. God bless, I love some sweet tea just as much as the next guy. The sweeter the better. But you need to avoid those, especially you know Monster Energy drinks. And um, you know, us being in the military, that's you know monsters rippets you know uh red bull all that stuff's you know everybody loves it uh but you got to stay away from it uh, especially those those soldiers that are overweight had had trouble with their you know diet and exercise like you definitely want to avoid those and, and drink nothing but water so i mean and and this go this go to drinking water. So drinking about eight glasses a day, I think is what is what they recommend, which is about sixty eight ounces, two liters of water. Um, you know that that helps you burn calories. I mean, you burn if you drink eight glasses a day, that's about what like ninety six calories that you're burning. Um, so and then you also over time, like for for me, cutting out soft drinks and everything like that, um, that definitely has helped me the most uh, as far as cutting weight and being more active. Um, now, I'll, with all that being said, I mean, I do love a Coke from time to time. I'm not saying don't don't have a, a Coke once every now and then, but, um, you know, you can have your cheat meals. Um, maybe if you're one of those people that are not physically fit, like I mentioned, maybe you have a, you know, a cheat meal, not a cheat day. Um, but you definitely need, need that every now and then. Uh, maybe not every week, but like every couple weeks or maybe once a month to kind of help you help you keep in your rhythm. Um, but you, like I said, you don't want to go overboard on it. So we kind of hit on, on, uh, the sugary drinks and, you know, uh, some definitions for nutrition, but now let's talk about the nutrition fads that are out there. We're, we're going to talk about it. Just, we're only going to dive into a few of them. So the biggest one out there, uh, that I think is the keto diet or the ketogenic diet. So what is that? So the ketogenic diet is a very low-carb, high-fat diet that shares many similar similarities with the Atkins and low-carb diets. It involves drastically reducing carbohydrate intake and replacing it with fat. This reduction in carbs puts your body into a metabolic state called ketosis. So I have family members that have done this. I personally have not done this, uh, but uh, just just watching their transformation doing this diet, I mean... Uh, it was unbelievable, but again, they had discipline. They they kept to it. Uh, they were very strict with with the diet, and you know they said that once they got over the the two week hump, that the the headaches kind of went away. Because you know I have heard that you do get a little headache um, the first couple weeks that that you're on uh, the the keto diet, but their overall energy level uh, increased. They were more focused, locked in at work. Uh, just the overall health benefits were, were awesome. But again, you have to be disciplined with this diet. So uh, I haven't done it, but Tim, I don't know if you've done it or not. No, I have not done the keto diet. Now, I do know people that have done it. And, and, and again, getting over that hump is 
it's the hardest part. And, and once you get over that hump, that's when you really start to see the results that you want to see. And, and, and you feel it in more ways than one. You know, you, you feel it more than physically. You know it. Um, I, I heard it boosts your confidence. And you start seeing these results. And it only motivates you to just continue to do it. So, and we can all do it. You know, if you can get over that hump with any diet that you're on, um, I, I think that uh, the health benefits down the road will uh, definitely start to show. Um, I know one time I did a uh, a smoothie diet, three three smoothies a day for two weeks, and in those first five days, I about day three, I was ready to start biting my hand off. I mean, I was just, just that hungry. So, but once I got past that phase, and then it started to get better. So, so again. You know, once you put your mind to it, once you get over that hump, you know, you, you can do it with ease. So now let's talk about intermittent fasting. And now now this one I have done. And so this is this is not a, a diet in the conventional sense per se, but uh, more of an eating pattern. So you're, you're, you're tailoring your eating pa- pattern to cycle between periods of fasting and eating. So the most common one is... 18 hours fast, six hours eating window. Uh, There's also the 20 and four. I've heard people do 24 hours and 48 hours. That's nuts. I'm not doing that. I think the most I've ever done is 20 and four. And, you know, by the time my eating window came, I was ready to gnaw my hand off because I was so hungry. But with these eating cycles, you were getting all of your caloric intake within within that eating cycle or that eating window, if you will. Uh, so it doesn't really specify the foods that you should eat rather than when you should eat them. So you still have to get the right nutrients. Um, and, and, and again, it, it, this works for me. I've been doing, I've been doing intermittent fasting on and off and kind of figuring out, you know, which, which time of the day is, is the best, um, for about three years now. Uh, for me, I have found that eating in the morning, uh, doing my eating window in the morning, uh, from, you know, four to six hours and I switch it up, um, you know, every, every month, but I find that the morning time generally works best for me because I don't have all that food uh, on my belly, uh, before I go to bed. Uh, now, however, uh, you know, being home, coming back from deployment, being home now and, and, and with the family, you know, everybody wants to sit down in the evenings and eat food with their family. So I, I have kind of tailored my, my meals, back to, you know, I'll do like a late lunch and early dinner. So that way I can eat dinner with my family, spend time with them and, you know, be the husband and father that I need to be. Yeah, definitely. And uh, I agree to that. Now, me, the closest to intermittent fasting that I've done is um, I try not to eat past seven o'clock until the next morning. So I I try to eat a light meal in the evening time, don't eat past seven o'clock and, you know, then just uh, eat a you know nice little breakfast the next morning, and another thing that we we haven't talked about with with these meals and just nutrition, uh, the booze, the beer, the alcohol, it will it, it will hurt you in places you don't want it to. So you know, and and I love I, I love a, a nice beer every once in a while. Uh, I love my whiskey, um, but at the same time. You know, do it in moderation and, and don't overdo it. Now, if you're one of those people that come home every day after work and pop a beer, 
yeah, it's going to show. It's going to show, you know, if you're not putting in the work. So just wanted to add that little piece in there as well. Oh, yeah, man. I, I couldn't agree more. Who don't love a nice cold beer or a whiskey drink? But yeah, I mean, you hit, you hit the nail on the head. I mean, it's moderation. So, um, and you can, you can wait and do it on, on your little cheat meal, you know, have a, have a glass of wine or a glass of whiskey, glass of beer, whatever your poison is. Um, so now let's move on to, uh, counting macros. So macronutrients uh, or macros, uh, are nutrients that provide energy for the body. Uh, so there are three macronutrients the body needs on a daily basis. Uh, there's carbohydrates, protein, and lipids, uh, also known as fat. So, again, just like there are calorie calculators out there, there are macro calculators out there. Uh, for me, uh, I, I just had my macros counted about three weeks ago, three weeks to a month ago. A uh, buddy of mine, you know, his wife uh, did it for me. She's a nutritionist and just overall, you know, health nut and had the time to do it because I wasn't ever going to do it. But again, that's me. You know, I I know the fat was out there, I, but I I never really actually did it and, until she she said that she would do it for me. So, you know, now I kind of know my macros. I know my calorie intake. It has played a, a big factor over the last three weeks. I mean, I've noticed a huge difference by actually watching my intake a little bit closer now uh, than than I have in the past. So, Tim, I don't know if you've counted your macros. I have not counted my macros ever in life <laughs> so uh, this is definitely new to me and, and, and again this podcast is all about learning and evolving so so I'm taking little notes and as we go along uh, with this as well uh, again it's all about evolving and trying to get better so again no I've never done uh, counting my macros but I am inclined to open up that idea to start so now this one, this is one where I see people kind of perking up from their chair and getting getting a little pissed off, but I'm, I'm just going to go ahead and say, I'm sorry, I apologize, but I have to mention this because it's the truth. And um, now my wife has done what I'm about to talk about, and she was very big in, into it for a little while and then you know got off the wagon, but I'm talking about Shakeology. Shakeology is a bunch of crap. It's the biggest bunch of bullshit there is out there. Um, you know, I'm sorry if you or your wife or your husband, whatever it is that they do it, you know, but I mean, all it is is you're, you're, you're drastically lowering your calories um, that you basically can, can do the same thing with whole foods that taste better and yeah. Without spending hundreds of dollars on shakes or that stupid workout video that, come on, come on, guys and gals, let's get it, you know? But, I mean, typically what I've seen what happens is people do this shakeology crap for a while, and it, it works for a little bit, then they get off of it, and then they go right back to where they were or, or worse. And and I'm also going to dive into cleanses, and it's, it's the same thing. Um, you Like I said, you can do the same thing by eating whole foods, uh, good foods, uh, and help you be more consistent with your, you know, your nutrition, your diet, your exercise. Um, you know, and you, you know, whether you want to figure out your macros or, you know, do your meal prep, whatever, 
You know, I, I suggest that route, then going down that shakeology train. Don't don't waste your time. It's it's a load of crap. You know, if you want to do a shake for a, a mill replacement, you can go to GNC or bodybuilding.com. There's cheaper shakes out there. I think Lean 25 is a good one. I think it's like only 20 bucks. Um, but again, uh, different strokes for different folks. If if it's in it, if it's working for you, if it's working for your spouse, hey, keep do you boo boo. Do what works for you. I'm just, I'm just saying, there are better ways, cheaper ways out there than freaking Shakeology. Sorry, I went down a rabbit hole. Tim, what are your thoughts on Shakeology? Um, yeah, as far as the the, the Shakeology, I will. Uh, I'm not too much into it. Um, every once in a while, um, when when I can't, you know, get a breakfast or something, um, I, I may have a meal replacement shake. Uh, to get me over, um, but other than that, um, I, I stick with um, healthy foods, and uh, you know I just continue my workouts. Um, I eat a lot of veggies, a lot of fruits, and things like that. So uh, I really you know, the the Shakeology. I'm not a big fan of it, um, but as long as you are, you know, eating the right uh, the proper the proper foods, um, whole foods, um, lean food, lean meats. Um, Minimum fry. Uh, I, I really stay away from fried foods at all. Uh, to be honest, um, cut your carbs. You know there are a lot of ways to, uh, you know, get the results that you need. And you know some people calorie intake is more than others. You know if you work out a lot or if you if you're constantly active, you know of course you go, you're going to need more intake than others. Um, I just remember when we were we were overseas and we did the. Uh, uh, baton death march 26 mile ruck march um how many cal- calories did we burn uh, six thousand yeah about six thousand calories yeah and we could have we could have ate a whole hog that night i mean we 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 burnt that much and uh that many calories so so again you know if you're if you're less active you really want to pay attention to the your calorie intake and what you're putting into your body and of course if you're more active um, you know, again, it, it's a it's a balance, and you have to monitor that closely. Yep, man, I agree. I agree, and so, and this also goes with with cleanses. So I know, I know, Tim, you you mentioned the the the, the cleanses uh, that 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 you did the the shake. Um, you know, you did shakes, and you did it for you know however long it was. Um, so, in in my personal opinion, I think cleanses are also Full of crap. I think they do work for some people. Um, you know, I've, I've done them. Um, my wife has done them. And, and yes, they, they do work. They do work. But 90% of the time, they don't work. And, and, and here's why. So you're achieving a short-term goal by drastically cutting down your calorie intake. Okay? And then, and then what happens? You come off the clean. You're like, oh, my God, I feel so much better. And now I can eat fried foods i can drink all these soft drinks and everything because i've cleansed my body of all the poison that's typically what what i see um from people that that do cleanses now tim bailey you are not you're not one of those people i've seen you do cleanses and i've seen you just you you it you know helps you out and you you keep moving on but generally from what i've seen that's that's what happens when you know people do cleanses yeah exactly uh again there's no quick fix um to to, to live in a healthy lifestyle. Um, I know a lot of people try to do things like their cleanses 
um, before a PT test or before they go to a school or something like that. Now, if you're living the right lifestyle, and especially us as officers, you know, at, a, at any given moment, we should be able to take uh, the Army Physical Fitness Test um, with no questions asked. We shouldn't have to have a month, two months in advance to take these tests. So uh, with that being said, these cleanses, uh, they are really a temporary fix. Um, but at, again, you know, we're trying to change our lifestyles here. So these cleanses may be a gateway, but you really need to deep down, uh, reach deep down inside and, and figure out um, the lifestyle you want to live. Yeah, so, and we, 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 we hit, you know, a little bit on, you know, the cheat day, the cheat meals, but I, I kind of want to dive off a little bit more into that. So, you know, everybody's seen the YouTube videos with The Rock and all these celebrities, and they do these epic freaking cheat days. You're not The Rock. You're, you're not, you know, this big movie star. You know, that, that's their job. That's what they get paid to do. So the Captain I mean, Obvious. Yeah. You know, <laughs> So, and I'm not saying don't do a cheat meal again or don't have a, a cheat day, but know where, know where you are as far as your, your whole wellness, your, you know, you know, you know, we've already broken down what, what wellness is, know where you are and know what your body can handle. And don't, don't think, oh, I can have a cheat day every other day or you know, I can do it every week. Some people can't do it every week. Some people need like once once a week or once every two weeks or heck, even once a month. Um, it just depends on where you are uh, physically. So I, you know, I'm not going to lie. You know, there's some weekends where, you know, if it's a game weekend, like like this weekend, I'm going to have to watch myself. I'm going to the, going to the state game. I'm going to have to stay away from all that good food that they have at the tailgates, the, the fried chicken and beer and all that all that good stuff. So, you know, I, you know, I will allow myself to have have a good good cheat meal, but then I also know that, you know, come my next workout, I'm I'm hitting it hard, and I'm going to pay for everything that I ate or drank. Work hard, play hard. Yeah, work hard, <laughs> play hard, baby. So, and 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 with that, also, you know, a lot of people do these thermogenics, these fat burners, um, which is great. I mean. They there there's a lot of good ones out there. Uh, Slim Vance is is a good one. That's one that that I've taken that I like. Um, there's a lot of good ones out there. But with that being said, there's no magic pill. It's not gonna help you just lose all this weight. If you're not working out, if you're not eating right, you're not gonna lose this weight. You're just gonna waste your money. And and these things aren't cheap. I mean, I think the cheapest thermogenic out there is what thirty forty bucks. I'm sure there, there's probably some cheaper. But I mean, some of these are are, are pretty expensive. Um, and I see people all the time, like, oh, what's the best thermogenic? You know, and I'll tell them, and, and that's all they do. They take the thermogenic and expect that pill to just shed off all their fat and all their worries and troubles will go away. That's 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 crap. You have to work out. You have to eat right. 80-20. 80% nutrition, 20% uh, workout. Yep, I agree. So, again, at the end of the day, do what works for you. So we we just kind of we try to list some things that have worked well for us, uh, but everybody's different. So if you're one of those people in Shakeology works for you, again, do you, baby, do you? Just get out there, make a difference, um, and and if it's helping you achieve your goal, 
keep on keeping on, baby. Go for it. Go for it. I mean, you're not going to hurt my feelings one way or another because, you know, we're all different. And different folks are different strokes for different folks. I mean, everything works different for people. So, um, Tim, you got any closing remarks? Oh, man, I think we I think we covered a lot of bases. So, uh, just really try to take something, you know, that we said today and implement that into your lifestyle. Again, we're not perfect by no stretch of the imagination. Uh, we're a work in progress as well. And we can have some feedback, you know, that would be great as well. Um, but take something and, and try to apply it to your everyday life. Um, how can you get better today? And then you, you take that, you apply it, then you continue to um, you t- continue to try to get better, don't get complacent, and just continue to set goals for yourself. Amen. Amen. And, hey, again, I just want to thank everybody for um, posting some comments on the message board this week and, 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 and every week. So um, keep it up. And also, you know, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, you want to just throw on the message board, hey, throw it up. You know, I think we've had a couple people, you know, ask some questions. I think one was about, like, Land Nav or, or stuff like that. Man, throw it up, throw it up on the message board. And uh, somebody, you know, if it's not me, somebody will respond to it because – that's what this this Facebook page, this podcast, that's what it's all about. And we, we don't get anything from this. This is all about um, helping helping each other out, growing the force, and and making making it better um, than than the way we found it. You know, leaving leaving the legacy back, learning uh, from lessons learned. So again, thank you for every, uh, everybody listening, everybody commenting on the Facebook page. Uh, please like, share the podcast, continue to get the word out. And you know, have a have a great and safe weekend. This has been Tim and Ian. I've enjoyed Out. it. Out.